0: hey mr travis welcome to the jeff's podcast academy a podcast for podcasters so guys this person if you go and see his instagram you will be like mind boggled. I mean, the branding ideas that he did was really awesome. And he was so glad to reply both on my email and also the Instagram stuff that I spammed him. I thought he's not going to reply, but he did in a moment. Uh, It was really an awesome stuff. So Travis, welcome to the show. It really means a lot that you're here right now. So please a little bit about yourself and your podcasting day so far.
1: Sure, Jeff. Well, it's great to be on Jeff's podcast and I'm super stoked to be here with you. Um, So I'm Travis, and I am just obsessed with podcasting. So I've been editing podcasts for over a decade, and I have a product called Poddex, which are unique interview questions in the palm of your hand. So if you've ever been stuck or just don't know what to say, or maybe you're just introverted, uh, we have a tool for you. And then, of course, there's the Poddex mobile app. And then uh, my whole mission in life is to help as many podcasters as I can overcome obstacles that keep them from podcasting. Cause I think podcasting is the best medium and it's a great way to share your story, your value and your message with the world. Wow.
0: And you know, you mentioned that you help podcasters overcome obstacles. I mean like what was your first ever obstacle that you have faced in podcasting?
1: Oh, well, the first one is just uh, imposter syndrome. So who's going to listen to me? Do I, why would anybody listen to my podcast? I don't like my voice. I do I know enough, you know, all the, the self doubt, which is, you know, which is what really keeps people from pressing record. It's easy to buy a microphone. Like that's the first thing people do. They're like, I'm going to start a podcast and I need to get a microphone because it feels good to buy, but they don't ever really shed the skin of like, Hey, it's going to take me time to become a great podcaster and I need to give myself a chance to learn this. And if you go back to any of your favorite podcasts, the very first episode, it's rough. Even like Joe Rogan, right? Like there it's rough and you have to start to be great. You don't have to be great to start.
0: Yeah, exactly. And as you're mentioning the Joe Rogan's episode, you know, there was one episode which I I think I think I saw that which he published like way years back. So it was like he was having this three persons talking, and he was doing this fun stuff. I mean, like a guy who is into MMA, he can do the stand up comedies and everything. I can think people can also reach out to a lot of different varieties and you know try to explore them. So just just trying to get the background of you know how you want to like how you went into the field of podcasting. So any inspiring moment, any moment which just. Sparkled that, you know, podcasting. Oh my God, this is something that I want to do. Any such thing as moment like that?
1: Yeah, so I used to be a professional musician. So I used to tour around the country and play rock and roll on a stage. And so I've always been used to talking into a microphone. And at some point in time, uh, everybody has to grow up. You have to stop Peter Panning, right? So I decided to get a real job. And I went to a cubicle. And I would drive there every day for an hour. And on the way, at some point, I heard a podcast. and I was like, what is this? And I, I the first thing I noticed was like, this sounds really bad. And because I had this audio background, I thought, man, I could really help people make their podcast sound better. And I also thought, I really want to do that because I am an extrovert and I like talking to people and I like being on the microphone. So it it was a, it was a natural progression to me, but just the fact that we had the ability to press record on our computer and share a message and then distribute it to the entire globe is, if you really think about that, there's a huge opportunity. And I hate writing blog posts. I hate writing blog posts. I'm not a blog post writer. I am a verbal person. So having the ability to share just verbally what I'm thinking, what I'm excited about, the, the tactics I'm using is the perfect medium for me because um, I've heard people say, man, I really wish people could like hear my voice while I'm uh, blogging. And I'm like, they can. It's called a podcast. All you have to do is just tell people. And there's something to be said, Jeff, about the energy that comes off. And when you read a blog post, you read it in your mood. So if you're in a bad mood, you're going to read this blog post, you're going to be all angry. But if you're in a good mood, you're going to read it. But there's no way to convey energy or a message or a dramatic pause, right? But you can do that in podcasting. So I just, uh, you know, of course, it was a natural progression for me. And ever since I started, I've been helping as many people as I can press the record button, get started, share, because everybody's different. You, Jeff, you have a different story than I do. I have a different story than the next person. We all have different experiences, which makes us beautiful people. And you need to share those with the world because your story deserves to be told. So if you're on the fence about starting a podcast, there's never been a better time. It's never been easier. And remember, like, we're all imposters. Everybody, Everybody just is doing what they're doing. So you can't let that stop you.
0: Yeah, you was spot on, mate, because, you know, when you said that the dramatic pause and all this stuff, this is something that I'm really curious when I actually, you know, went deep into the podcasting space is that when you have audio and the visuals, it's like, it's like you are not in control. Like the per- that the video that you're watching, the person who put it out is in control of what you're trying to see or what you're trying to hear. But in podcasting, if you see the scary podcast, you know, mystery podcast, thriller podcast and all this stuff, even though you're hearing the voice, it's like you're into your own imagination. You have the control of the audio, but still you can get to the, you know, the control of the visuals of the, you know, it, it's like the, having your own imagination stories, but still with the help of the podcasters. Have you worked with any thriller or crime sort of podcasters in any time possible?
1: Have I worked with what kind of podcasters?
0: Crime, thriller. Oh, uh, crime. Production.
1: No. So um, most of the podcasts that I've worked with have been mostly interview podcasts. So, um, but no. I have created my own audio journalistic podcast where I would, um, plan out an entire season of episodes. And I would go, uh, I would write, first thing I would do is write the story arc. Okay. Because all of these podcasts, um, they share something in common, which is the the story. So, and I'm going to share this with you right now. So if you're ever thinking about writing a story, it's very simple. And this is in every single movie, every single TV show you've ever seen. So there is a character and that character uh, discovers that they have this problem okay it all starts with the problem right so they're there may be an underdog they're not you know and they're not necessarily the hero yet but they discover that there's like this issue whether that's internal external there's a problem and once they've discovered they have this problem they're on a mission to resolve that problem. So, you know, examples are like Star Wars and all these movies, right? They all have a hero who's trying to overcome this obstacle. And the obstacle could be a person. It could be a problem. It could be a challenge. But the story starts building as they're, like, working through this obstacle. And then this magical thing happens where they've defeated the obstacle and it's the resolution, right? And that's typically either the answer to the problem, they've defeated the, the uh, villain, and there's the resolve of that story. So what I do is I will write a story around a topic and then I basically go out with an audio recorder and I could interview people, I could capture sounds all over the place. And then I break those out into little pieces that fit certain parts of my story. And then I'll narrate over that. So it's a lot of work. So anytime you've heard a true crime podcast or any of the audio journalistic podcasts, there are like hours and hours and hours put into that one single episode. But the key here is is that... As podcasters, we have to ask ourselves, how hard are we working to make great content? How hard are we working to put out the best possible product we can? And so that's why the true crime podcast rise to the top of the charts is because they put a lot of work into them where, you know, Joe Schmo or our friends may start a podcast where they just shoot, you know, shoot the breeze or whatever, and that's not going to be as sticky. So um, I think you get back what you put in, whether you're doing a podcast, a business, social media um, your relationship with your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend, I think you get back what you put in. So um, it, it is a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work.
0: Yeah, that's entirely true. And, you know, when you mentioned uh, the point where you write a story where there's a problem arises and the hero comes in and says the day, it's, I can I, I kind of guess that I can relate to it more of a business because, you know, every single time, whenever I see an Instagram post or whatever it is, many business people, they will post like, you know, go and solve a problem, which is there for your customers and all of that stuff. So it's like every single business will always have a problem and that comes the hero, which is the business guy and they will find a magical solution, which is the negotiation of pricing, the uh, content they're going to provide or whatever it is, you know, according to the particular person. So yeah, I guess I can totally relate according to that. Uh, So Mr. Travis, we have talked a lot on the background of, you know, the podcasting art and everything and stuff. So I just want to jump into a little bit of the realm of current situation right now. So there's been a lot of changes in the podcasting and uh, the one topic I want to touch upon before going into the actual, uh, you know, real things or that the spot fading. Uh, People are actually, you know, uh, this is actually the first time I've actually heard it, the term. I mean, like, uh, I'm like, I've never got into that zone. Maybe I went into that zone probably a couple of months uh, due to some of the work reasons, but I came back on once the lockdown came and everything, I got a good opportunity, but Do you think there is any other reason other than the obvious reasons like, you know, work or tension or pressure or, you know, studies, any external reasons other than is there any, do you think any internal reasons people can actually have when it comes to trading? anything that comes to your mind right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought this up because um, right now there's 2 million, over 2 million podcasts on Apple podcasts of those 2 million podcasts. Only 37% have released an episode in the last 90 days and of that 30%, only a portion have ever even made it to episode number 10. So I think that pod fade is mostly internal reasons. I think there's very little external reasons why someone would quit. And I think most of them are internal. So here's the reasons people pod fade one, they. Don't have a plan, right? So they're just kind of winging it, and they're each week they're trying to catch up. And I call it the hamster wheel of podcasting, where each week you're like, "Oh no, I got to start up. I've got to create another episode." And then after you miss a few episodes, you have this uh, complex that you feel like you failed, and so you quit. You just you're embarrassed. You're like, oh, "I didn't do it what I said I was going to do," and so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quit. And that's the worst possible thing you can do. Now the other reasons are that podcasting is. Generally, a little bit of work. And I think most people think that doing a podcast is just hanging out. You record a little bit, but there's a lot that goes into it. You need to plan an episode. You need to find a guest. You need to record the episode. You need to edit the episode. You have to write show notes. You have to publish and promote the episode. And by the end of that, people are like, oh, I thought this was just going to be sort of like a fun little hobby. And they get overwhelmed with the process. So having a system, having a checklist, like, okay, What does it take you to make an episode and make a checklist so you can go through the exact steps over and over and over again will keep you consistent. And the third reason I'll share with you is that I think people set unrealistic goals for themselves. So if you're a new podcaster saying like, I'm going to do two podcasts a week is unrealistic. I think you need to start like maybe like once every two weeks and you build up the muscle and you get your system down, and then you're like, okay, now I'm going to do once a week. And then if you get that down, maybe you can go twice a week. But people set these unrealistic expectations for themselves that they're going to just publish a podcast and millions of people are going to show up and listen. And that's never going to happen. It's something that you have to compound over time, you have to work at. But if you quit, if you pod fade, you will never, ever, ever make it to the point where you finally take off.
0: Yeah. And you know, you know, just, just touching upon one of the points you mentioned is that uh, one person, like, so I kind of consider myself as like a podcast mentor. I don't know why I'm not even eligible to say that, but sometimes when people ask me for what are the mics to use, you know, how to plan it accordingly, just, just the basics and all of that stuff. So one person asked me during the conversation, like, how can I, you know, do this Spotify originals or, you know, some, something like that. I mean, like how many episodes are you in? How many listens do you have? And it's like, when, when she said all of those things is so meager, like, Uh, you know, like 100 listens and all that stuff. And I told her that, you know, it takes a lot of time to reach that kind of Spotify originals. I mean, like billions of dollars are uh, like put every single time when, you know, Spotify produces a podcast. So some people don't really understand, like, you know, what's their goal, which you mentioned, like, you know, the plan, what do they want to achieve Mm -hmm. first? I think that's where the entire problem comes in. And when you mentioned that Apple, uh, you know, has just released the statistics of, you know, 31% is only active. And they also released the subscription model. They just released it. Uh, so any take on that, because I think my podcasters are really new to that. I just released it for probably a couple of weeks or a week before. Uh, can you just uh, tell us like what it is and how it can people can proceed with it? Sure,
1: absolutely. So Apple just recently with the spring event uh, announced that they're changing the Apple Podcast Connect dashboard. And all that is is just where your podcast is. Uh, RSS feed lives within Apple. And then they, in in that dashboard, they give you all kinds of different stats. Now, I am not somebody who promotes like overanalyzing stats. I like to tell people, check in every once in a while to see that there's growth. But the one stat you wanna look at is the completion of episode percentage, okay? So this is gonna show you the average consumption of your episode, whether that be 50%, 80%, 100%. And that is a stat that you can actually use for good instead of just feeling bad that you don't have a lot of subscribers. Okay, If you can create content that people consume 100% of, you know you're doing a good job because they stayed with you the whole time. Okay, Uh, With stats, even if you're only getting 50 downloads an episode, imagine 50 people coming to your house every week to hear what you have to say. That's pretty huge. Okay. So one of the other things that they added in was the ability to start using subscriptions. So Apple's going to start curating their own content and, and releasing a subscription. Now podcasters can flip a switch and turn on subscriptions. So you have the ability to say, Hey, you can support my podcast every month for a couple dollars and bring in some revenue. So um, I think this is going to be a huge opportunity for some podcasts, but personally, I think that the research that I've personally done is that people that listen to podcasts don't want to subscribe to podcasts. And you have to come up with other ways to monetize your podcast than asking for a subscription. Now, this is subjective, right? This is my personal opinion. If you want to create a subscription for your podcast, you have to, to really ask yourself this question. Is the content you're creating worth subscribing to. So Apple's going to spend all this money developing these new shows, and they're going to put a ton of time and effort into them, and they're going to make them worth subscribing to. Now, I'm not saying you're not worth it. I'm just saying you have to ask yourself, am I really putting something into this that's worth somebody putting in their credit card and paying for it? So I think it's a really big opportunity, but it has to be done the right way in order to make the most out of it.
0: Mm hmm yeah, I think you you're actually bring a pretty good point because I think most podcasters, even if that, I, I think, is there an eligibility criteria for subscription or anything that they've released, anything at all?
1: Uh, There's no eligibility model at this point. It's really something that you can just turn on. You put in, you know, what you're asking for your podcast and then um, people will be able to pay. Now, it's going to be really easy for Apple users to pay um, because you have Apple Pay. But you also have to remember, there's like 60% of the population doesn't use Apple devices and they'll never even see Apple Podcasts. So if you're really thinking about your global reach, you have like millions and millions of Android users who are not going to use that app. So in my opinion, it's better to figure out a, a, a model to use outside of that platform to monetize so you can reach everybody instead of just a segment of the yeah. people listening to podcasts.
0: Yeah. And you know, this brings up a really uh, good uh, thought in my mind is that uh, I, I know you probably must have listened to Tim Ferriss show, uh, you know, probably once in a while. And there was this one moment, uh, which was mentioned to, uh, to me by another podcaster is that uh, there was once a time when Tim Ferriss didn't actually put any kind of advertisements in his entire podcast. And that actually reduced his listenership. Like people wanted to put advertisements because the way he says, it's like, I mean, like, even I want to be persuaded by it because like that guy, it's like, I'm talking so fast. I clearly know that even sometimes people don't understand that, but. You know, the way he talks and everything is really great. So I guess that really brings up your point when it, it depends on whether your show is worth it or not. Uh, but yeah, I think it's every man for himself Like to think about it. Uh, it's better that we don't have to lose even a couple of hundred listeners that we have for as loyalty. If we do, even if we actually monetize as you know subscription. Think we might you know, lose that as well uh i mean like if you agree with me
1: yeah i do i do and, and and you know i'm glad you brought up tim Ferriss because a lot of people i think try to compare themselves to tim Ferriss, and you know he started at a time before a lot of podcasters started and his content's really good and his interviews are really good so i think it's easy to monetize that now that took time right he didn't just snap his fingers and become a great podcaster he spent time developing that so it is definitely an opportunity to have people subscribe to you. But I do think that there's actually a couple different ways that you can make money without having to turn that switch on. And I can just share a couple with you real quick if you want to know what those are. Sure, sure, please. Okay, so the first is is called affiliate marketing. So I know that sounds kind of Mm -hmm. gross, it may sound like a scam, but really this is word of mouth marketing, right? So the easiest way you can do this is to find small companies or brands or you can set up your Amazon affiliate account and simply share links to things that you love and, and use or maybe that you're mentioning in the show. So let's say you interview an author, they have a new book out, you could put your Amazon affiliate link in the show notes and every time somebody clicks that link and buys the book, you get paid. But it gets even better. Once they click the link, 24-hour clock starts. And anything else that they buy, you get credit for. So that would be a way to serve the community without asking for anything and making money. Uh, The second way is uh, to build some form of community. I think that a subscription model is best done with a community. So there's there's, uh, places like Patreon that allow you to create community around a subscription where you can give your subscribers bonus content, meetups extra content things like that i think you really have to make it worth subscribing to as opposed to just being the guy saying hey can i have money for doing this podcast now the third way is actually to find your own sponsors and when i say that i mean in your specific niche. So um, let's say you have a a podcast about dogs, right? You could reach out to a small company that does dog leashes or dog treats and say, hey, listen, I have this really loyal audience of dog lovers. Um, Would you be willing to sponsor my podcast? And here's what it looks like. I sell 12 episode uh, packages for $400, right? Or whatever the price you set is. And then they can say, okay, cool, let's do this. And the cool thing about that is, is that You are going to keep all the money because Apple is going to take 30% of your subscription money, okay? That's part of the terms and conditions that nobody knows about. So when somebody gives you a dollar, you're going to get 70 cents, okay? And then that income is also taxable, which means you're going to get way less than that. So by taking uh, $400 from a dog treat company, you're going to keep 100% of the money. It's going to be relevant to your audience and you are going to serve that niche in the best way as opposed to having random ads for uh, insurance lizards and purple mattresses and stuff that have, no one cares about. You want it to be relevant to your audience. So I think those are three ways that you could monetize without turning the switch on with Apple to say, subscribe to my podcast.
0: Yeah, and you know, thanks for adding that, Mr. Travis, because I think people now get the idea whether they want to actually switch to this particular subscription model or you know they can actually go for various different ways which actually works so another one more thing i wanted to touch upon with this current events is that uh the you know facebook actually kind of said that it's going to release this podcasting sort of platform on facebook itself like now, how Clubhouse has been doing it? No, uh, Mark Zuckerberg really mentioned that they're going to do that. So, do you have any take on that? How is going to go? Any such that? Sure.
1: Yeah. So, social audio is a big thing right now. So, we've got Clubhouse. I know Twitter released something called Spaces. Of course, LinkedIn is going to do the same thing, and of course, Facebook is going to do the same thing. And so, what that means is that now we have we're going to have five different audio social audio platforms. So uh, I think Clubhouse is winning right now with the most market share and they've got people interested in social audio. I do think based on my experience in all of those uh, different avenues is that podcasts won't go away. They're going to stay a relevant piece of content that you can create and that's evergreen, right? So people can go listen to it whenever they want on demand, which is why podcasting is so cool. The social audio thing is, is, is more live. It's in the moment. Yes, you can record it, but it's, there's, there's some stipulations with that as far as like you need to let your audience know you're recording it. And I think that the social audio is going to allow podcasters to network with their audience and interact. So one of the hardest parts, and this could play back into our podfade conversation, is that if you're a podcaster, and let's say you're just doing it alone, you've got a solo show. You're sitting alone all the time. You're talking into a mic alone all the time. You put out an episode. You don't necessarily get any feedback from it. So it can be lonely. And that's why people quit. But the social audio aspect is something podcasters can use to get feedback from their audience, to do Q&As, to have additional content, right? So at the end of your episode, you could say, hey, listen, um, if you want to go further with the conversation, I'd love to talk to you. You could join me on Clubhouse at, you know, 8 p.m. on Thursday, and we're going to talk all about this topic where you can join me and have a conversation. So I think the social audio for podcasters is going to become a very powerful tool to um, to get their audience to interact with them. And again, if you have something to sell, like Jeff might have podcasting services or podcast mentorship services, that would be a great place where you could qualify your customers and sell them. But um, I don't think social audio is gonna destroy podcasting in any way. And based on my own consumption, um, I found that when I go on Clubhouse, I tend to go back to podcasts because they're more formatted. I'm going to, I kind of know what I'm going to get as opposed to the random QA things that are happening on social audio, as opposed to just like the networking aspect. So I do think it's going to be powerful, but I don't think it's going to disrupt the podcasting industry.
0: Yeah, actually, you know, it's really good that he brought that up because he's like, the rumors that was spreading during this time when the clubhouse came in, it's like, you know, it's going to destroy podcasting. I mean, like people don't want to get into that stuff. I mean, like I was thinking, you know, I was really angry is not at the people who spread the numerous. I was really angry at Apple because you know those sort of platforms they kind of only give this sort of clubhouse or whatever. And Apple, you know, platforms. I mean, like what? Are, what about the Android yes. users? What are they going to do? I yes. mean, like even people are who are having Android or paying thousands of dollars to get their mobile phones. It's just another platform that matters. So that was a really thing that really excited. But later on, I think uh, Clubhouse released that they're working on the Android version as well. So I think maybe probably if that hits, uh, I mean, like it's going to be having a huge pl- you know, number of people than the Apple itself. I mean, like the Apple platform, iOS itself, I guess. So, yeah, that, that's a really good point that you brought that up. So coming to the final section of this entire episode is that the branding ideas of podcasting. The reason why I want to ask is that I checked out your profile. I went to the last, you know, the post itself to see whether you have distorted yourself somewhere in the branding, like, you know, any colors or any sort of stuff. But, you know, I couldn't I, I find many things. I'm mean, like, not that much of stuff. So tell me how did you actually maintaining this? Because just one giving one reason why I'm asking is because if you've seen my, you know, Instagram, I am a guy who likes to experiment a lot like different designs, different colors. I never get satisfied with the one thing. So for me, when I see is that, I'm really, really jealous. Like, I'm like <laughs> this guy is saint or, so, I mean, like, how can he have the stable mind of giving one color and one brand? I mean, like, I'm a guy who's studying MBA right now. I'm in the finals. Still, I can't get the idea of branding correct. Uh, it's probably my mind that, you know, screwing me, but yeah please uh, just shoot a couple of uh, tips like you know, or even you know ideas like how to keep that up any, any Absolutely
1: tips? yeah so I've been studying social media and trying to use it to grow my brand Poddex to grow my influence uh to grow uh, my audience and What I've learned is that there's two kinds of Instagram accounts or two kinds of social media accounts. There's one that's just sort of like all over the board. It's a picture of a dog. It's a picture of food. It's a picture of you at the beach. It's this, it's that, it's the other thing. And when I hit those accounts, I have no idea what that person's about. And so I decided internally that I really wanted to be clear when you hit my page that you knew you were going to get actionable tips, tricks, strategies for podcasting. And so uh, my brand colors are orange, black, and white. So I just said, every single post it has to ma- maintain within those colors because I wanted to have something that just when you got there, you knew exactly what it was. So um, so I'll challenge you, Jeff, to pick your three favorite colors and start only using those colors or, you know, co- complimentary colors in your posts. But really the reality is, is that, you um, you really have to show people that there's something to come back for. It's just like podcasting. So I want people to come in, find me and go, wow, that post was really great. I'll follow this because I want more of this. And then what happens is I give them more of that, right? I keep giving them more and more and more. So the way I do this is I simply just um, right now I'm doing 100% carousel posts, which are the slider posts. Okay, And the reason I do that is because I can create what I call snacks. And a snack is essentially me being able to tell somebody how to do something in a very few steps that they can actually go do right now. And so I keep a, I keep a huge list of ideas because I luckily don't have a, a shortage of those ideas, but I just think of like, okay, my next post is going to be how to make your podcast sound better, right? And I'm going to show you how I EQ my voice on my podcast to sound better. I'm going to show you in those couple steps. And um, you just have to commit and you have to really spend some time. I, I, spend the same, I, I spend the same mind share creating podcast episodes, YouTube videos, and social media posts. I think that I'm giving people a reason to come back. And so when, whenever you're making something, I'd rather you release one Instagram post a week as opposed to five that are just all over the board. So if you can really start to hone in on like, what is what is your page about and share that stuff, you will absolutely grow your, your account. And then, you know, for me, Jeff, I'm a really creative person. So it's really easy for me to just sit around and make these posts, it's very easy. If you don't, if you're not creative, Find somebody who is and bring them onto your team and say, hey, listen, I could pay you 20 bucks an hour to do these and show them how you want them done or show them accounts that you like and have someone else do it. I'm a big proponent of like, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Like, I'm sure you've edited podcasts where the person, they don't need to be editing their podcast. Jeff needs to be editing their podcast, right? So think about the things you don't like to do or you're not good at. And find somebody else who's good at it and have them do it for you and build your own little team. And that's how you really grow a business, a brand, a podcast, a YouTube channel, all those things in one.
0: Oh, <laughs> I, think, I think I'm going to take up this challenge. So probably that's one of the reasons why I created this another Instagram, like Jeff's Podcast Academy separately. I, I was actually doing this on something called JIP Digitaly. It's my business for, you know, repurposing of content of podcasts. That's how I've been doing so far. So yeah, I might take this as a challenge, but because you know, probably I think at the end of fifty or hundred posts, I will tag you and you know say that you know challenge got uh, finally a mission accomplished or something like that maybe. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely do that. Um, so coming on to the, just the last aspects of this uh, entire episode. So I, it's kind of like out of the out of the box questions I kind of asked just a couple of things. Sure. Um, so is it like morning or evening? there? what's the exact time? So it is
1: uh, 11 a.m. right now.
0: 11am right now. Cool. So my question is that uh, who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday?
1: Mm, Probably my kid. Oh, probably my kids. I just unplugged my headphones. Hang on a second making myself smile right now. Um, my kids. So I have two children, a boy and a girl. And my, my, my two jobs on earth are to protect them and to make them laugh. So I am a tickle monster. I am the goofy dad. And I like to try to uh, make them surprised every day. So I would definitely say my children.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> you know, one of the main reasons why I ask is that, you know, most people in lockdown, they say that, you know, it's, it's no one, it's just me and all. But, you know, people who, even who doesn't have family, they say like, you know, I've, you know, made smile myself by looking in the mirror. And those sort of sort of, I'll be like, wow, why can't I make myself do that? So yeah, that's one of the reasons why I asked. That's really sweet. Um, so just one final question is that is there anything else that you want to ask me, like tables turned right now?
1: Sure. Yeah. So if you could look through anybody's email... Without them knowing, (laughs) whose email would you look through, Jeff?
0: Uh, That's a good one. So the email that I would look through is, uh, there's a guy called Simon Senek. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you heard of him, right? He's says organizational consultant. Uh, so that guy, he kind of gives us amazing tips for his like amazing motivations, the way he speaks itself. It's like, really, I mean, like, that's what I want to do for my team. I don't want to, you know, be that guy who bosses around and all of that stuff, but to mainly motivate them. So yeah, maybe he sends a lot of emails to his team. Like, you know, uh, make. I, I think that the email he receives or he sends probably no one would hate. I, I never, I, I don't even think that. Yeah. So maybe that's one of, that's that's one of a the good guys answer. that I kind
1: of... That's a good answer. Okay, and I got <laughs> one more for you. If you sure. if you could sing a duet with anybody, who would it be? Huh. See, this is cool because so, I made Jeff smile today. So when somebody asked me that question <laughs> tomorrow, I could say, I made Jeff
0: yeah. smile. <laughs> so duet. The options are actually large, I would say. <laughs> it's a big list, but... I also always wanted to do one with uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, uh, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, because you know she the songs that she sings. It's like you know Tyler Swift or Justin Bieber. These guys, you know, these people, they like you know do personal songs. Like you know something that people can relate to easily. I mean, that's why it's being a big hit yep. every single time. So yeah,
1: maybe with her. Taylor Swift, that's probably, a good example. And this also yeah. plays back when you start listening to Taylor Swift's songs. They're all stories. Mm-hmm. So start to listen to them. Like, that's what makes a great song. That's what makes a great podcast. That's what makes a great social media post. So remember, storytelling is really going to help you grow your audience.
0: (laughs) Wow, I mean, like, you can actually connect with anything, with anything, right? With podcasting, (laughs) you can just connect with anything, I guess, probably. Uh, That's how it goes. So, um, Mister Travis, just uh, let me know where all the places that people can actually find you, your services, or, you know, where you can find your shareable, nice action resources. Yeah. That'd be great.
1: Absolutely. So um, there's a couple places you can find me. First of all, you can find me at Poddex on Instagram. It's the social media platform that I use all the time. I don't really use any of the other ones. Um, You can find my website, poddex.com. And of course, I have the Poddex mobile app, which is available for uh, Android or Apple devices, and this is thousands of unique interview questions. So you saw me and Jeff just bouncing back and forth with some fun questions. Well, I've got a whole app full of those questions. It also has mm-hmm. mini courses for podcasters. So whether you want to monetize, whether you want to get a legal agreement, whether you want to do vocal warmups, I've got them all in there. And then, of course, um, we have a community, it's called the Podcast Builder Club, and that's on Facebook. So you can join that free group and we spend a lot of time networking and collaborating and uh those are the three places you can find me but before i go i need everybody to do me one favor while you're listening to this podcast we're getting we're getting close to the end i want you to just press pause and i want you to go give jeff a five-star review okay so i want you to give him a five-star review and i want you to write something nice i don't want you to just swipe the stars i want you to say this podcast you know did what for me and make sure you give Jeff a five-star review because he's working really hard at putting out great content and finding you guests and helping you podcast better. So make sure it's a free thing you can do to help him. So uh, press pause, do that and then come back and hear the rest of the episode.
0: Wow. I don't have any words right now. (laughs) But yeah, thank you so much, Mr. Travis for that. It really means a lot. And guys, if you're someone who's just, you know, want to start a podcast or, you know, like, no, the entire episode, we talked about planning, because that's what actually kind of removes the pot fading. And I guess, you know, uh, whatever Mr. Travis has, he has actually a lot of bundle you can work on, you know, actionable tips and make sure you follow him on Instagram, like that guy has crazy stuff on that. <laughs> so like even, the, you know, the funny thing is that the images which he put is like, I don't know how he takes the exact images. Like, you know, him saying that and all of that stuff like that in the particular images, it's really crazy. So yeah, please follow him on Instagram and check out all his content. It will be really helpful. And if you have any questions to, uh, you can ask him as well uh, through his Instagram or anywhere. He'll definitely reply. Don't be afraid of the 5K followers he has. He'll definitely reply. Yes. And yeah. Uh, Again, thank you so much, Mr. Travis, for coming on to the show. It really means a lot. Uh, And uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next episode. Thanks so much, Mr. Travis.
1: Thanks, Jeff.